0: Tonight we will look at Matthew chapter 12, uh, verses 33 through 37. Matthew chapter 12, beginning in verse uh, 33, before we hear God's word, if you would join your hearts together with me in prayer. Let's pray together. Our Father and our God, we give you all praise and glory for you have sent your Son to die a sinner's death on the cross in our place that we might have eternal life. We thank you, Father, for the comforting words of the Gospel and for the words of our Savior who speaks to us and says, your sins are forgiven. So we thank you and praise you, Lord, for these good words from our Savior. We pray, Father, that you, by your Spirit, would help us Uh, to heed the words of our Savior speaking to us tonight through this passage of Holy Scripture. We pray, Lord, that the powerful voice of God would transform our hearts and transform our minds, our whole being, into the image of the Savior who died for us. For we ask this in His precious name. Amen. Matthew chapter 12, beginning in verse 33. Beloved, this is the Word of God. For by your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. This is the word of God. These words from Jesus are somewhat of an addition to what he said before. Jesus had just given a stark warning to all who had seen his miracles and had heard what the Pharisees had said about those miracles, how they interpreted them. They said He cast out demons by the prince of demons. And so it was their words, the words of the Pharisees, that were still hanging in the air somewhat when Jesus says these words in verses 33 through 37 about the good and the bad trees. Right before this in verse 32, He says, Whoever speaks a word against the Son of Man will be forgiven, but whoever speaks against the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven either in this age or in the age to come. And so we're talking about words. We're talking about speech, what is spoken against God, namely God the Holy Spirit and and this one-time events of Christ coming to earth and the kingdom of God appearing on earth. We looked at that last time. And so it's no accident that Jesus' teaching and warning here come in the context of him healing a demon-possessed man who was blind and mute. He couldn't speak. But once Jesus healed him, he could speak. And so we have all this teaching surrounding a healing, dealing with speech, sight and speech. And so this person could now speak and see. In verse 33, Jesus applies the images of good trees and bad trees to Himself. Earlier, that's what He's doing here in this section. Earlier in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus gave His disciples a warning about false prophets. And there He said, every healthy tree bears good fruit, and every diseased tree bears bad fruit. He said, you will recognize them by their fruit. And so He had already spoken in this way, about good trees and bad trees. And so, here Jesus says, either make the tree good and its fruit good, or make the tree bad and its fruit bad. In other words, the external fruit of a tree reveals what is inside that tree, and therefore what kind of tree it is. The fruit that Jesus was referring to here were his miracles. He had just healed the blind and mute man. He had healed a man with a withered hand on the Sabbath. These are the things that had most recently happened. That was the fruit. That was the evident, visible fruit of Christ's work that people had seen. That was the fruit that they had seen with their eyes. And therefore, it was unmistakably good. There was no questioning that what he had been doing was good. Make Make the tree good and its fruit good. Means, settle in your hearts and minds today what is good and what is bad. It's not that difficult. Settle in your hearts what you determine, what is good and what is bad. It was an irrefutable fact that the miracles of Jesus were good. They were infinitely good. They revealed an infinitely good Savior. And this is, and thus, what did they say about Jesus? What did his works, what did the fruit reveal about Jesus? The fruit, which was good through and through, revealed that Jesus was good through and through. And in verse 35, Jesus gives the real meaning behind the two trees uh, illustration. He says, the good person out of his good treasure brings forth good. External works reveal the heart of a person. It's as simple as that. The things we do reveal who we are. The miracles of Jesus revealed Christ's goodness and not such a general goodness, but divine goodness. He heals a man, gives him sight and speech, reveals the fact that he is God in the flesh, that he is good and he has the power to do these things. His healings, remember, or his healings revealed that he was and is infinitely good and merciful. For those who would believe in him, he is able to heal spiritually so that we might be able to spiritually see and spiritually heal. Those who come to Christ in any generation are given spiritual eyes to see his glory and spiritual ears, to hear his words, to listen to them, and a spiritual mouth to confess his name, and to speak good of him and to speak good of our neighbor. That is what happens when you come into contact with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Listen to what he said about his miracles in John 5. This is from the Gospel of John. The very works that I am... These are Jesus' words. The very works that I am doing bear witness about me that the Father has sent me. Everything that I'm doing, Jesus said, reveals... I'm sent from the Father. The good tree reveals good fruit. To put it in Jesus' words here, Christ's miracles revealed his heart, his treasure, and the heart and treasure of the Father. That is what his works revealed. And so once again, they revealed his divine heart, his infinite goodness. And because of this, because this is who Jesus is, he is able to give us, those who believe in him, a new heart. He is able to give us a new treasure box so that we might begin to produce good fruit. Only Jesus can make us into good trees. That is the power reserved to God alone. He can make a tree good, and he does. He can make a blind man see, and he does. He can make a mute man speak, and he does because he is God and he is good. He is merciful. He makes us into good trees because he is the original Sinless good tree, for the tree is known by its fruit. Now, despite clear evidence of Christ's goodness, the Pharisees claimed, however, with their words, that Jesus was bad. And in the midst of trying to con- claim that he was bad, they were also trying to convince others who were listening to him that he was bad, that he was evil. And that his external works were evidence of this. And so again, what did they say? He cast out demons by the prince of demons. Now this, of course, was utterly ridiculous to say something like this because no one in their right mind could point to Christ's healings and miracles and say they are bad. No one could do that. And yet that is what the Pharisees were doing and they were attempting to convince the crowds of this. And so Jesus' words, make the tree bad and its fruit bad, was an impossibility when applied to him. It was impossible to make his fruit bad or make the tree bad because he could not be bad. He was good through and through. And so Jesus was essentially saying to the Pharisees, again, remember, he's, he's been speaking to them. This is what his words to the Pharisees Uh, This whole speech that we've been looking at for the last three weeks. He's been speaking to the Pharisees, but he, he knows others are listening. So it's a speech to them, but it's also for whoever's listening. And so Jesus was essentially saying here, call that which is good, good, and that which is bad, bad. It's very simple. Don't try and pretend that you can distort the two categories. Don't try and pretend that there's a gray area. Either it's good or it's bad. You can see what Jesus is doing here. He casts out demons by the prince of demons. Either I'm good, which I am, or I'm bad, which is what the Pharisees say I am. But don't try to pretend that you can mix, mix the two. The words then of the Pharisees about his latest miracle, as one, as one writer put it, they had only the characteristics of a snake bite, they were vicious and evil. In fact, they revealed who they were. Jesus says as much here in verse 34, he calls the Pharisees a family of snakes. He says, you brood of vipers. How can you speak good when you are evil? For out of the overflow or out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Now Jesus was doing here exactly what he told the Pharisees to do. Determine in your mind what is good and what is bad. Make the tree good or make it bad and make its, make the fruit bad. And the, make the tree good and its fruit good or make the tree bad and its fruit bad. Jesus was doing that. He was calling that which is good, good, and that which is bad, bad. And so he's basically telling them, let me show you how this is done. My works testify of themselves. They are good, which clearly reveals my goodness. Your words, however, Your words reveal your badness. Your words are evil, therefore you are evil. You brood of vipers, how can you speak good when you are evil? And so again, the crowds listening to this, they have a decision to make. We talked about this last week. Christ is doing exactly what He says they should do. Call that which is good, good, and call that which is bad, bad. And as the Son of God As the son of man, he's pronouncing what is good and what is bad. Now the crowds have a decision to make. He says, your words are evil and therefore you are evil. Now this label, brood of vipers, it reminds us of Satan's own character. Satan is the father of lies. He is the evil accuser who has been sinning from the beginning. In the beginning, he desecrated God's holy garden in the form of a snake. The Pharisees reflect their father's image here by their words. They reflect Satan's snake like character. They are children of the devil. They are a family of snakes. They are a brood of vipers. And they speak viciousness because they are vicious. They speak evil because they are evil. It is what snakes do they bite. Jesus emphasizes here the unbreakable connection between what a person says and what is in their heart. He does so by referring here to the heart of a person as his treasure box. Out of the abundance of uh, his heart, out of his good treasure, he brings forth good. And the evil person, out of his evil treasure, brings forth evil. A treasure box is a place where a person stores their most valuable possessions. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Those are words from Christ as well. The heart is the seat of our emotions and our desires. It is the hidden throne room from which all of our desires, all of our words, all of our actions flow from. It is our treasure box. Our most prized possessions are held there. And we reveal what we prize most or what we treasure most by our words and by our actions. Jesus shows us here that the hidden things of the heart, one way or another, are revealed by each person's words. Out of the abundance or the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. Our words reveal our heart. That is a very simple lesson that we learn here from Jesus. Now, of course, uh, Jesus doesn't speak of people lying. People can, of course, lie and say things that are an attempt to make others believe something about them that's not, that, that, that's not true. They can, of course, do that. Um, and, of course, what appears to be good words would actually be good words that reveal an evil heart because they're lying. Um, But over the long run, those words, once they're revealed to be untruthful, reveal the heart. And so once it comes out that a person's words are not true, then again, Jesus' words prove true. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And so this is a principle, this is a fact of life that... Uh, Will never be revoked, it will never be undone. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Since this is the case, when Jesus comes to judge the living and the dead on the last day, to either justify or condemn them, he will judge our words. Verse 36 I tell you, on the day of judgment, all people, that is, all people, will give an account for every careless word they speak, for by your words you will be justified. And by your words you will be condemned. Now, why is this the case? Why, why can Jesus say this? By your words. Why doesn't he say by your actions? Well, of course, we'll be judged by our actions too, but he only mentions the words here. Why is this the case? Because of what he just said: the words reveal the heart, what is good or bad. Jesus will de- determine who is good, he will determine who is bad. And in part, he will do that by their words. For the Pharisees, this was not good news. Their words will condemn them on the last day. They will be judged by the very things that they were saying here. He cast out demons by the prince of demons. In fact, Jesus gave a preliminary judgment about them already here. He says, how can you speak good when you are evil? Those are not The words you want to hear from the Son of Man about who you are. How can you speak good when you are evil? You are vipers. It's your nature to bite, it's your nature to kill with your words. And so they will be judged by their words, and there will be a just judgment. Now, for believers, friends, listen to this for believers, we will be justified. We will be openly justified. We are justified now in Christ. Our sins are forgiven. When Christ comes again, we will be openly, publicly justified, accepted before God. Because we hear of these miracles, and we hear the accounts of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and by faith, we believe in our hearts, in our treasure boxes, and confess with our mouths that Jesus is Lord. You will be justified by your words. And so we as believers will be justified by those words. Jesus is Lord. He is my Lord. We hear about these works and we say it with all the more sincerity. He is my God. He has saved me. He has given me new, new eyes to see and a new mouth to praise him. Because we have been given the gift of faith, we hear about the wonderful miracles, his crucifixion, and we say with our mouths not... He cast out demons by the prince of demons. Rather, we say, he is the son of God. Those are our words. They're your words. Is it? Are they not? He is the son of God. He is my savior. He is my Lord. He is good. He cast out demons by the spirit of God. And thus, the kingdom has come. And I have been made part of that kingdom. Those are the words that will justify you on the last day. By these words, we will be justified. These words, friends, on our lips, overflowing from pure hearts, sincere hearts, they testify to the fact that our sins are forgiven. Verse 31, every sin and blasphemy will be forgiven people. All believing people, all God's children, they're forgiven. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, that He's good, that He's merciful, you will be justified. By your words, you will be justified. Lastly, while this is certainly true for every true believer in Christ, we are and will be forgiven for our sins, including the bad things that we have said. And certainly, myself included, we've said plenty of bad things as Christians to one another. And yet we're forgiven because Christ is good. We will be forgiven for all of our sins, including the bad things that we have said and still, and still say and will say our sins are forgiven. Every sin and blasphemy spoken against the Son of Man will be forgiven, Jesus says. And so Christ, he's forgiven us. We've placed his, the confession of his name on our lips. We will be justified by that confession. And so that is true. That is a hope that we, we anchor our faith in. Nevertheless, we should pay close attention to what Jesus says here. People will give account for every careless word they speak. Every careless word. The careless words we say in the privacy of our homes. The careless words we say under our breath, in the car, and on and on. Every careless word, not just the ones heard publicly. Now for believers... For believers, friends, our sins are forgiven, to be sure. They're forgiven. We have only to look forward to being accepted and received on the last day, being openly justified. Our sins are forgiven, to be sure. We will be justified because of the word that Christ has spoken over us based on his death. And what is the word that he speaks over us? Your sins are forgiven. But as those who have been forgiven... And have been made good. We are good trees because of what Jesus has done. Let us all do our best to sanctify our speech. We are not those who bite and devour, are we? We are those who build up and encourage. I think that is a good lesson for all of us. To Christ be all praise and glory now and forevermore.